Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah. I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. So check it out. New episode of The Diary. Whoa. What? Diary of a cartoonist way behind the times. Found a few things going on in my life. Been a little bit busy. It's no excuse. Some of you really like what I do with this. Other people probably don't care. But um, just so you know, I do care. It's just been so crazy that I haven't had time to devote to it what I would like to devote to it. So here I am devoting some time to it today. It's the weekend of uh, May 31st. Well, it's May 31st today. Tomorrow will be June 1st. And that means that we will be, uh, let's see, one month and four days away. From Nerdtacular 2013. You may have heard of it. You may have heard me speak about it. I am uh, genuinely terrified at the prospect of getting everything I need to get done <laughs> before then. But uh, it will happen. And I'm super stoked to have a bunch of really good people working with me on this. I have some surprises about it that I haven't told anybody. About certain people that might be there. I'm not going to tell you now what that is, but um, it is, you know, coming. There is no stopping it. We will be happy when it when it's here and tired when it's over and then look forward to the next time. So anyway, I'm not going to talk about Nerdtacular too much here because pretty soon here up on the YouTube channel, up there on the YouTube, I'll be putting a video that will go into some depth about um what people can expect uh, kind of a last second hey what do i bring what can i bring what are they doing up there what stuff is available to me why i should not bring fireworks because they're illegal in the canyon all these kinds of issues so watch for that i'll have some fun with it so it won't be all boring i promise had a uh, interesting thing happen to me i just wanted to make perhaps this the basis for our conversation today and I say our our conversation because there's a fairly decent chance that you'll want to comment on this or have some things to say about it like you often do. And that's always fun for a show like this. And by the way, if you want to send me feedback, myextralife at gmail.com. All right. So here's the deal. My sister, my sister, my daughter, rather, who's 16, uh, brought a big group of friends over to the house. I don't remember what the deal was. I think we were having a Oh, it was the night we did the barbecue for, uh, what's that holiday? Memorial Day. She invited a bunch of her friends and 10 of them or so showed up. So I'm down here working on something and this was early in the evening. 
And all of a sudden, just a throng, just a cavalcade, uh, a bonanza. It's another word for it. A convoy of 16-year-old human souls trekked into my office. And uh, probably eight of those ten were were dudes, were boys. Stinky, rotten, high school, 16-year-old boys. But they're all kind of nerds. That's her crowd. And uh, they walked in here and freaked out because there's Batman stuff and video game stuff and bunch of my art and, 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 and you know, just a cool setup for, for games and, and for what I do with the podcast and all this stuff's just sort of here. And they were all kind of excited about that. And I understand that. That's cool. I would have killed to have all that sort of cool stuff when I was their age. Um, and so I understand and they, and they were freaking out. And then I start noticing this thing. They're all looking at different, I have some of my prints on the wall and one of them, I think one of them started with this and said, whose is this? Who, where did this come from? And I said, what are you talking about? He says, this, this, this poster picture here. And in specific, this was, uh, I want to say it was the, oh yeah, the blue prophecy print, which is the big blue, uh, turtle shell that has the little scriptural reference about the first being last and the last being first Mario Kart thing. Anyway, that I did a while back. Um, he says, this isn't yours. (laughs) I said, what? I said, it's totally mine. You want to see? I can show you the artwork. I can show you my sketches. I can show you my final inks and colors. I can show you everything. Come over here and take a look. And he's like, no, I see that this is all over the internet. And I went, well, I know. Well, I mean, it's that's where that's where I put it was the internet. So I'm sure that you've seen it. He goes, no, you don't understand. This is all over my friend's tumblers. This is all over my friend's accounts on, on Flickr, uh, Reddit, uh, all he starts naming off all of these sites and places and things. And other kids started chiming in and go, yeah, like this one over here. And one of them's pointing to the 56 geeks print saying, I've seen this all over the place. You did this. I said, yeah, these are mine. No way. Like it was, if they were finding, I don't don't know what to compare it to. It'd be like finding out all the music you ever liked, or I'm not, I shouldn't put it that way, but all the music you ever listened to, Turns out a guy made that music and it wasn't just invented on the internet. Like it didn't just materialize out of, out of thin air. That was kind of like their their reaction. It's like loving what the Beatles made and hearing them all over the place and then finding out that you're that 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 John and and uh, Paul and Ringo and everybody made that stuff. Well, I don't know how much Ringo did. That's still under uh, that's still under NDA or something, isn't it? As, as to what his contribution to the band was. Whatever, I like Ringo. He killed a giant bug in Caveman. Do you guys remember that? On the guy's face? Just slapped that thing? Gross. Anyway, that's what this reminded me of. And it was an odd experience because it it reinforced my current thinking about the way the internet works and the way creative works work on the internet. You put something out there, and if it gets any traction at all, what happens almost immediately, this has happened to me multiple times, somebody will take my stuff and they'll go, th- they'll, they'll literally go through the work it takes to bring it into something like Photoshop, which they probably pirated, all right? Crop it so that all the credentials, websites, my name, everything are cut out of the bottom, copyright, all that stuff. Uh, they'll crop out any reference to the name of the comic 
and they'll crop out my or they'll smudge out my signature in the artwork itself and then they'll post it. I'm obviously I'm not the only one. They'd be ever everybody has this done to them. Um and then it ends up just getting all kinds of viral treatment on Tumblr or Reddit or somewhere. And everybody's going, Yeah, that's totally me, or yeah, man, that's how I feel about whatever. And they're all saying, I'm totally relating to this mystery thing that nobody made that somehow just poof came out of nowhere. And I was having a conversation with Dave today. Um, it's called Dave, my business manager. I don't know what else to call him. He, um, he had the thought that this is, you know, we, well, I mean, our conversation was basically how this just seems to be the new, the new normal. And part of my theory is this. I think things to be, I think there is a certain, not everybody, but a certain number or a certain percentage of internet users especially those that are using services like Tumblr and, you know, Reddit and other stuff. Uh, They prefer the content they see not, they don't want to know how the sausage is made, nor do they want to even have a hint as to how it was made or who made it. In the same way that you don't want to know how actual sausage is made. That phrase comes from a time when you'd be at a fancy restaurant and you're like, man, this is amazing food. You just be glad you're not in the kitchen where they're dropping it on the floor, uh, you know, putting cats in grinders or whatever. Maybe it wasn't that extreme. But the point was that you, you know, out of sight, out of mind, it made everything better to not know where it came from. You just knew that it was cool now now that it was here. And I think there's a bit of that happening today where a funny cat video will never get attribution. It's just a funny cat video. A funny comic or illustration or poster Nobody. Not only do they not need to know who did it, I think they don't want to know who did it. Because the more they know, the more they're bugged by the fact that this is just a this is somebody creative who made this, and now you feel like you're kind of talking about the man because they want credit. Wouldn't life be simpler if things just materialized out of nowhere and we enjoyed them for the brief time they're here, and then we're on to something else? It's the same reason, and I use this theory today in my conversation with Dave. This theory that. Nobody is interested in Kurt Cobain as a washed up, older, doesn't make music anymore, frustrated, drug addled guy in his 50s. What they wanted was what they got, which is rock and roll legend, kills himself and is truly now legendary. And that's the last we know of him. We don't, we don't know the, we don't know how the sausage is made. We just know the sausage is gone at an epic point in the life of the sausage. And it's easier to immortalize these guys now than it would have been if they would have been like Mick Jagger and lived forever or like, I don't know. I can't think of anybody else right now, but you know, look at in like the look at Pink Floyd. These guys are, they look like grandpas up there and it, you know what? That's fine. They're, they're of age. There's nothing wrong with it, but we, our youth culture wants to have the hot thing while it's hot and they don't want to know where it came from, how it got here. They just want the thing. And if the way it got there is lost forever, that's fine. That makes it more mysterious. It makes it more interesting in their minds. And it makes it, again, kind of legendary. And I think that's what's going on with internet content, whether it be music or video or audio or what I'm doing with art or what anybody does with anything. And I am not the only artist lately here to be talking about this. 
or to notice this. So I'm not saying there's even much you can do about it. I mean, my, my answer to it is you just build a strong community and you, you build uh you try to do what you can to, to build recognition within that community and that community supports you and you support them. And it's kind of a cohesive family, extended family kind of relationship. And that works out, that works out in the end, but it's the larger hall that gets, that gets a little bit weird. Um, you know, at some point you break through the top of that and then you're so, I guess you have to be so famous or whatever that nothing you ever do is any, is attributed to anybody but you. But then you're kind of a freak show. So then you're Tom Cruise or you're Brad Pitt or you're, I don't know who you are, but you're one of these guys where that's just who you are. And that's all anyone ever sees or knows or thinks about. Or if you make a movie, it's a Brad Pitt movie. It's not, I wonder who made this. Maybe a, a generation later, maybe, when Brad Pitt's, in his eighties and he's making movies. Let's say he is. And he makes some, some film. He's not acting in it. But let's say he just produces it. And people are like, who the hell's Brad Pitt? Like me growing up going, who's Cary Grant? I don't know who that is. But to ask the question, who's Cary Grant to my mom's generation, that would have been ridiculous to even ask the question. So time, I guess heals all wounds or closes up all gaps or sets fire at all chicken houses or whatever the phrase is. Um, but in the here and now, the, the, in the brave new world of internet hoo-ha, it's just funny to watch. Like I, two days after I did a comic a couple of weeks ago, two days after it published, somebody took it, cropped out all the, and it was a bad, ugly crop because all this white space was destroyed, but cropped out all the references to the website, my name, copyright date, and uh, my signature, and then put it up, just promptly stuck it up there on, on Reddit. So you have to ask yourself, well, what's the damn difference? If my stuff would have been on there or not, why why did he go through that trouble? And I think I think I'm getting to the bottom as to why. Because now it can be treated as an object of mystery and an object of unknown origin and therefore subject to alteration if somebody wants to. This happened with the Admiral uh, Admiral Snack Bar comic and print that I made. Um people put their own phrases in there and they would go viral with their with these other phrases. Sometimes my phrase would be the viral one. Sometimes somebody else's edition would be. One time, uh, George Takei on on Facebook posted it with somebody. It was one of the altered versions. Well, George Takei doesn't know. He just knows it's funny. He made a funny Star Wars reference, and it's, he liked it, so he put it up somewhere. So I'm all at once, like, flattered, irritated, and kind of confused, right? Because, and it's not like any George Takei to go, this needs to be attributed to Scott Johnson, who... Oh my, you know, like he doesn't need to do that. I'm not looking for that. I don't think any of us are looking for that. I think we're looking at, we're looking for, we are visually doing things to our work that say, Hey, this is made by a a dude or a thing. You can visit there or not, or you, you can like it or not, or you can never look at anything else he does again or not, but here it is. And here's some credit that it was done by this person, this, this lady, this man, this whoever, right? It's weird to me that you would crop any of that out and, and, and thus give this illusion of it's just things. Check out this thing. If anything, I, I made it because it's on my Tumblr blog first. So check me out with this thing no one's seen before. It's a really odd deal. I, there's some psychology there that I don't understand that I'd love to know more about. There may be somebody in the audience who has some thoughts on the subject, but don't you think it's fascinating? I do. I think it's very fascinating. And it's a part of this this connected culture we live in now that is, I'm sure, will continue to evolve in the way 
these formats work. Like we're dumb to think that that there won't come a time in the future where certain image formats will be untouchable or I don't know. We always figure out figure out ways around this stuff. It's just kind of how it goes. And I don't even know if I care. I just think it's interesting, and I realize it's kind of part of the of the thing I do. It's part of the battle I face, but you don't have to look at it that negatively. I think you just look at it as well. You know, when I don't know when Van Halen was was just starting to come up in L.A. How hard was it if you knew the right people to get? their demo tapes or concert bootlegs on cassette or something. Probably not that hard. And there probably weren't people just going, oh, wait a minute, I'm not ready to listen to this until I see some actual attribution and these are official channels this tape came through. Nobody cared. And those who didn't, you know, I mean, arguably, that's why it got so popular. You could argue in this in the digital world, Microsoft is the behemoth it is because Windows was so easy to pirate and some have suggested that they made it that way. So graphical user interfaces in the early 90s, you had two ways you could go. You could go the Apple way, which was established and strong and cool, but impossible to pirate, really, and only ran on their platform. Or you could get this new open uh, you know, architecture thing coming from Microsoft, which would run on any x86 architecture, and you could just freaking copy it. They didn't care. They weren't checking. It just ran. Enough people bought it to make them a ton of money, but the market share thing, the 95% desktop market share thing, that didn't come from let's run out and spend 50, 60 bucks on OS software. That came from pirate the hell out of it, and eventually everyone's using it to the point that businesses are having to buy it, and enough people are having to buy it through legal channels that it becomes the thing that it is. So, you know... You could argue this Photoshop, something I use constantly and I pay for, like legit pay. I do their monthly thing now. I used to buy it every every time there was an update. It's very expensive, but I need it for what I do. And for me, it, you know, it, it, it pays for itself over time. So it's it's never been a giant burden, but there's no way that would be the de facto standard for illustrators, photographers, and everybody in between had it not been so easy to pirate in the early days. And even now, you can go get a cracked version of CS6, like, you know, no problem. It's the reason they're doing the online thing is to curb that. But isn't that interesting? That their success in some ways is tied directly to how much stuff got spread around. So my belief is, this is just my belief, but my belief is bringing it back, is if more of my stuff is altered and posted, I'm not encouraging this, but if more of it is in more places more often... That has the same effect for me in the long term, which is, yeah, that sucks for me in the short term. And yeah, you know, somebody knocking it off and selling them on mouse mats without my permission, that sucks. And I shut those down when I can. But when those things happen, at the very least, whatever my piece of the zeitgeist is, is pushed a little bit more, a little further, right? And ultimately benefits me? Maybe? These are all theories. I don't know. But I, it's, it's this kind of stuff interests the heck out of me, and I'd, I'd like to talk about it more. I think it's going to do it for the episode. i got a billion things going on and a very busy day ahead of me, so I'm going to cut this a little bit short. Well, it's, it's 20 minutes or something. That's not too bad. If you guys would like to ask me questions that I will directly address on this here podcast, you can do so. Email me at myextralife at gmail.com. You can find this. Uh, I, I've moved the show notes for this episode 
from myextralife.com to frogpants.com, or at least I guess I will because I haven't done it since the change, and so today will be the first day I do that. So frogpants.com for all that stuff. Follow me on Twitter, at Scott Johnson. You can ask me questions there as well, and I'd be happy to talk about more of that as time goes on. I think that's it. That's it, everybody. Thanks a lot for hanging out. Go crop some pictures and stick them on Tumblr. Or, or don't. Or don't. The jury's out. I don't know what's good or not. All right, I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.